yeah, I was maybe like a little bit surprised when I saw that he was doing the, the series. I was super yeah. stoked, but like I, I never really thought that that would be something you'd do. Well, it wasn't really. It wasn't something like it was something I really didn't want to do. You know, really? quite, <laughs> quite quite early on, you know, really? because you graduate and you want to make your own films, and yeah, you want to, yeah. and then you get sucked into advertising, and that becomes very important to do. You know, the best commercials out there, and you've got mm-hmm. to win pitches, and it's quite. You kind of get driven along by that, and then um, the thought of, and the thing about doing commercials is, and short films, is that you want to keep the quality as high as possible yeah. all the time. So I knew that you'd have to make compromises doing any kind of series, yeah. and that felt just awful. Right. The thought of that was, you know, not being in control of every shot <laughs> was yeah, really yeah. troubling me. So had you had opportunities before this this opportunity to do it? Mm. Have you been approached before that? Well, I'd, I'd worked on Monkey Dust, that series, oh, yeah. years ago for Talkback. Oh, really? And I did about six months on that. And that as was an good animator. fun. As a kind of, we directed okay. um, about 30 minutes worth of stuff. Wow. Um, and that was good fun. And then uh, I think I picked up on they were called Fizzy Eye at the time. They did these brummy terrorists and they were doing other things. Right. So they said, oh, we need someone to take over on it for six months. Just for this. And I said, well, okay, I'll do it. You know, so mm. I didn't have any work. Mm. And that was really good. And that was done in Flash. Right. And um, I think the quality was reasonably okay. Mm. And it, but hard work. And you kind of thought, well, maybe it's possible yeah. to do something that's... If you cater the, the series yeah. to what your strengths are, and you know the limitations already, then there's a possibility that you can keep standards really high yeah. and you don't have to devalue it by cutting corners. Yeah. But that was one of the things about your work that always struck me is, like, from the, from the first thing of yours that I saw was park football. Oh, yeah. I remember seeing that and being like, that's what it's all about. Because like, that was before, like, David O'Reilly. Well, weirdly enough, I, because I'd stopped working at AK for about three years, and then when I, the day I, I came back, um, it was David O'Reilly's last day as a runner. He was a runner at oh, Studio really? K. Okay. As we crossed over, so I was working, but yeah. the, the job was slow to start. I was working on park football. Yeah. And he was just doing, he was doing a little bit of work for Shinola, and he'd yeah. just been signed oh, up to Blacklist. they were there Blacklist. at that time, weren't they? The, um, Richard was, um, Kenny. Kenny yeah. was there for about, I don't know how long he was there for. Maybe about a year or right. so. Really? Yeah. He'd just graduated from the RCA and yeah. came in as a junior. Mm. But I mean, he's so good that he quickly kind of mm. established himself. And then they were getting loads of work. But yeah, there, so there was that one day crossover oh, right, between David okay. and myself. Right, yeah. But yeah, I was just finishing off part football. Oh, okay. And um, yeah, no, he's a really nice guy and he, he seemed to really like it, what I was doing. Mm. And, um, but it's that, it's that kind of lo-fi aesthetic that I guess, you know, like a lot of people were known for Shanola after that. Yeah, and yeah. And David O'Reilly, but I guess it was, that was maybe sort of where that kind of hub was where all that, came from i suppose that aesthetic i don't know no i don't know i don't think because we were really, really disparate i mean dave and i were sitting next to each other for a day right. and hardly chatted about the work sure. we were just chatting about what we were doing or had been doing mm. and i think he's he was off doing all that crazy stuff he was doing and i mm. was all i was doing was um i was learning how to use after effects Oh, really? And, yeah, yeah. Was and that what the project was for, to learn art? Yeah, yeah. Really? Oh. Yeah. I mean, I just started doing, you know, the SAC test. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. You know, everyone does the SAC test. So I thought, oh, I've got to learn After Effects. And yeah. apparently it's it's okay to animate in, which mm. is not. It's horrible to animate <laughs> yeah, in. And yeah. I know it changes. You know, yeah, I know it's yeah. changed over years, but yeah, still, yeah. I just can't get my head around it. Yeah. But all I could design was a little square yeah. on it. So I thought I'll start moving that around like a SAC test. Yeah. And then it just kind of went on from there. And so did it... Did it literally develop from there, or did you think then you conceived the idea for it and 
Or did you, you sort of just like add another one and go, like, oh, they could be playing football? Or... Yeah, it was really kind of free, oh, free okay. form stuff, you know, for just a, like a few months just noodling around yeah. on After Effects. And then suddenly this kind of this film, it's, it's, it's not really a film either, it's just a skit. But it developed its own kind of visual language as well, yeah. which is quite nice. It has a bit of a story to it, though. Oh, yeah, it yeah, yeah. It's not oh, just it's like very Benny test. Hill. <laughs> yeah, I guess no, but is, like yeah. I remember, um, I think I just started studying animation, and I saw it. And like I used to play football in the park. Like, yeah, yeah. Just everything was just like, yeah, man. Like that totally happened to me when the dog comes on and everyone's too scared to get the ball. <laughs> yeah, you have to wait for the owner to come and get it and uh, get the dog away. And it was like well, it was definitely the first time I think I saw a short or a bit of animation where it was just purely about the idea. And yeah, then, and I mean, animation is lovely in it, but mm. it's not. It wasn't about these cool character designs and like, yeah. you know, what I mean, it was it was just pure like execution and idea. Like, well, it was it's, it was a release really because I was working on a lot of commercials, yeah. and you can't necessarily do what you want to do doing commercials, and this is an opportunity to do something that you wanted to do and have a bit of fun. Mm. And then, um, and then just kind of. And I couldn't do that much of it either, so the temptation wasn't to make it something grand. Yeah. It was to keep it quite small. Yeah. Um, and there was no platform for it. That's what I was talking about. Yeah. And that talk the other day that you were at, Sam, it was the whole thing about, it was pre-YouTube. Yeah, I was just about to make that point. Yeah. It's like, it was one of those, it was like a viral in the, its true sense. It's like, I think I had it on a 1.0 DVD. Yeah, DVD yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, but everyone had seen it, you know what I mean? It was like you passed it to your mate or something like that. It, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was way before YouTube and Vimeo and all those kind of platforms. Yeah, no, 1.0 are amazing because they were yeah. about the only place that you could screen stuff like that. Yeah. And that was right up their street at the time. Yeah. Um, and I think it's that, that I just really, really like animation. I like animation more than I like design. Right, okay. Almost more than I like filmmaking itself, just animating something. You say that, but all your stuff is really beautifully designed. I mean, yeah, like, well, it's look very at sweet hey, if you say. <laughs> but I mean, like, look at, you know, Hey Dougie, like, the, oh, the standout thing. I saw that for the first time, and, like, you know, like, the character designs and stuff, so much better designed than anything else that I've seen for children on television in the UK. Oh, I mean, but, uh, yeah. the bar's pretty low. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know, backhand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give with one hand, oh, take it away. So deflated it's now. Like, it's lovely, but like you know. Yeah. No, it, I think what you're getting yeah. at is like in in a market where like you don't have to be an amazing exactly, designer to exactly. to get yeah. something on TV. You made an effort to go. No, I want this to look fucking nice. Well, I think that's just inherent in what you do, really, isn't it? That you want to make it look as nice as possible. Mm. And all, but also, it's um, it's not too dissimilar to things like part football all the love yeah. sports stuff that I've been doing, yeah. you know, I mean, the original designs are all just shapes. Mm. Oh, really? And then they, you put a couple of eyes on them. Right. <laughs> making my process seem really sophisticated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you just put, you know, eyes on it and then, you know, some appendages and work out how they're going to move. Yeah. Um, but the basic premise of each character is just a really simple shape. Right. And okay. I didn't want it to be anything more than that. I yeah. kept taking stuff away. Really? Yeah, because it's just... So was you, did you, was you a character designer on it? I mean, like, I assume you was, but, like, was there, was the definitive style of it yours? Well, yeah, I mean, I worked on it for about a year and a half, off and on, you know, for ages I just had a title for about six months. Because, mm. I mean, the, the, the origins of the series come, don't come from me necessarily, they come okay. from the company. I mean, Phil oh, okay. Hunt, the creative director, said, I think you'd be good at doing a preschool show. And right. I didn't know how to take it. <laughs> well, thanks. And then, like, after a couple of months, I went, how's it going? And I didn't realise he meant, 
oh, you know, we'd like you to kind of do a bit of work on it. Right, yeah. Right, right. Yes, and just started thinking about it. The more I thought about it, the more I liked the idea. <clears throat> right. And it is, it is the best thing I've ever worked on. It's right. been the most fun. It's oh, the hardest good. thing I've ever worked on. Yeah, I can imagine. It's definitely the most fun. I mean, it's, it's, oh, God, no, this is where, this is dangerous territory. When I started going, I much prefer it to commercials. There is a kind of, yeah, yeah. commercials are great, and yeah. they're very different, and, um, and they're challenging, and therefore they're really rewarding. But doing a series is just, you just do all the stuff that you've always wanted to do. Is that because you've got more freedom? Yeah, yeah. As clients go, because our clients are BBC. Hmm. BBC, like CBBS and BBC Worldwide, and out of the six hours of animation we did for the first series, we did 52 episodes, they've made like four or five comments. Wow. Really? <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. That's different from what I've heard from a lot of other people who've done series uh, and stuff. I mean, we've interviewed a couple of people on this podcast and, you know, we've, you know I've had experience working with people who make series and I've, I've heard a lot more, I've heard people who are a lot more kind of meddling in the stories and stuff. Is it mm. because it's preschool or, or...? I don't know, I don't know. I mean, I know they've had difficulties on other shows... Okay. And I think we had, not difficulties, we had discussions at the start, like I wanted it to be everything, which I think is that, is that terrible thing that I always say to kind of students not to do, don't try to make it everything, yeah. you know, try to narrow your field. What do you mean by make it everything? Well, just kind of throw everything at it. Oh, okay. It's the first time you're doing it, yeah, and I was yeah. doing that. Right, okay. And then they, because I want to put kind of stop motion in it and oh, all okay, sorts, yeah. and, you know, yeah. I wanted, you know, it just to be about imagination and escapism for kids mm. as well as adults you know we try to make it kind of for adults as much as we do kids but yeah just kind of the storylines would just go into space and you know you go okay. deep deep to the center of the earth and they went no that's not that's not real that's not what happens you right, know you right. can't have a dragon in the show because dragons don't exist in the real world what bbc right. were telling you that yeah it's a really oh. odd it was a really odd argument um about what they felt the reality of the show was and they wanted to ground it and what I wanted to do was to do everything. And I think we kind of reached a really good kind of understanding. Is it the case, though, that you can do, like, a bunch of episodes which don't feature a dragon and then squeeze one in? Oh, yeah. That's what's going on. You, we, but yeah. you have to do it in a more imaginative way. So I think, right. actually, it turned out... It was really good advice from them. Because the yeah. show's pretty mental, like, yeah, as, far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't... Like, if a dragon turned up, I'd be like, yeah, that's totally within the universe of... Uh, yeah. yeah. Which it can do, but it has to be in a kind of fantasy sequence now. Yeah. I, I've, I've only... Admittedly, I don't, I've only watched a few episodes, but... Um, yeah, one time was they're reading a storybook. Yeah, and yeah. You've got like a strawberry with arms and a robot that turns into a car, and so like yeah. that kind of like surrealness is in it, but it's like through their imagination. Yeah. In a book, and then the pages of this kind of rather boring book become more exciting because yeah, of what they add to it. Yeah, 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 and that yeah, that's that's part of the kind of internal logics that they can we can represent what they're imagining in different ways, right. but they can't just introduce these. I don't know this is very dull. No, <laughs> no, no. But, it's just, but, but building up a kind of uh, laws for this world that you're creating, I think, were really important. Yeah. Because, no, it, because also their argument was it looks really rich already. Why are you wanting to add to that? You know, why are you mm. wanting to d- almost distract from that by introducing things like stop motion or mm. kind of computer graphics or whatever? And we occasionally do that, but we do it in a much more kind of subtle, reasoned way now. Right, OK. Um, and it, yeah, I think it's been good for that. Oh, so they've been great. Got Sorry. absolutely no complaints but it, from but, but about the BBC also, at all. It's also pretty crazy that you can't have dragons in it, but it's a story about a, a humanoid dog who yeah. uh, looks after 
like a bunch of different, what is it, like a crocodile? And yeah, animals that talk. Yeah. Oh, do you know one thing I really loved about it is that the crocodile's parent is, a, uh, is an elephant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's such a good idea. <laughs> yeah, well, just, yeah, that was, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it gets a bit tiring when you see all those. Yeah. I think yeah. there, was a, there was a little kind of visual joke there that all the, the kids are just, their parents are kind of six times bigger, bigger representations yeah. of themselves, like replicas themselves, apart from one. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's wicked because, you know, like some families adopt, some families are yeah. multicultural. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, the thing is, that, that's the thing that people, most people picked up on about the show. Yeah. That my, all of our questions, that's our frequently asked question, yeah. is kind of why. And then we give them the answer, and they, everyone thinks that's a good thing. Yeah, I, yeah. I which yeah. it is. Yeah. Bet I've got another frequently asked question for you, which yeah. is uh, how come, like, why, what made you decide to not have, hate, like, Dougie talk uh, English? Or oh, well, that. And it, it, this is the beauty of doing a series as well, compared to doing a commercial, because you do commercials and you design them. To your utmost you know you really mm. pour a lot of work into those designs for commercials and um and then you get to animate them usually there's no longer than like the most you'll get is two or three months yeah animating a commercial and really you're just getting started and working out what the character does so you start animating that character your design changes yeah it yeah. fractures mm. and you've got to build it together again and make sure that it's still on model all the mm. time. And I think you're only just getting started before that commercial ends. Yeah, yeah. But we had, basically, through the two years that we were doing the series, um, uh, the designs were changing and refining all the time, and the animation was refining all the time. And also, what we were trying to do with the episodes was changing. So, initially, it was all going to be silent. You oh, know, really? There was going to be no dialogue in it, apart from the occasional word from the kids. But oh, um, okay. over kind of a seven-minute period, it just got really dull. Oh, so and it was really a, limiting. You making an episode, and it was... And it didn't have kids in it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing... Originally, the dog was going to woof, and the kids would not be mute, but they would just occasionally be the key word. Right. And we thought, in terms of production time and cost, mm-hmm. having less dialogue would be cheaper and, and speedier, and, and yeah. we, therefore we could concentrate on making it work better in terms of animation, mm-hmm. in terms of design and stuff like that. And there are shows that don't have dialogue the whole way through. Right? Yeah, and they work really well. It's yeah. just this, this just couldn't. We mm. did two episodes. We did... We did do two pilots, but we we started off doing two episodes and quite quickly realised that it just needed more. Because the kids have got such great voices. Oh, they're so good. They're so good. They are yeah. so funny, man. Yeah, and it just gives you so much... When you hear their dialogue and yeah. all your performance, then it's yeah. pinned down by this dialogue. Yeah. It's great. It's really like good. The, whoever plays the, uh, the pig character is wicked, man. Well, that's, that's Barnaby Templar's son, who's the, oh. rec- um, the sound guy. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. He just said, "Oh, I've got a son. He can maybe do a voice," and it was it was brilliant. Yeah, it he was really brilliant. adds wicked inflections in the stuff. Yeah, yeah, and... yeah. Yeah, he's got this really raspy voice as well. Yeah, like yeah, he's yeah. been he's been smoking a few. <laughs> Getting into dad's seat. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then you have that thing where they're starting to grow as well, and their voices change, and that's quite sweet oh, as well. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How are you going to deal with that? Are you going to have to eventually replace them? <laughs> I've no idea. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, because our friend on um, Guillaume Casuto, uh, he's working on Gumball, and they had a situation where they, the the, the, the kids casting uh, for Gumball is so good. Yeah. But then it got to a point where they they were kind of like around eight or something like that, and yeah. So they, their voices started to break, and yeah. They had a really cre- creative way of like switching the it's voices older than out. That, isn't it, eight? Huh? Oh yeah, maybe like ten or something like that. But um. Well, how, how do they do it then? They wrote an episode where. 
um, their voices start to break in it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's and perfect. They, and they start going through puberty and they get like massive moustaches and stuff. And then yeah. when when they realise that they're like, that's not, uh, this is like a temporary thing. When they revert back to being kids again, they're the new voices. And I reckon if they started off a new series, that would have been all right as well. Yeah, yeah but they would have done think, it. I think they wanted like it felt bad to just completely cut the characters out. Yeah, yeah. The, so there's one episode in one of the seasons where the original cast get to do one last kind of uh, oh, do that, and it's really <laughs> performance, and then they they switch it out, which I thought was like a really nice yeah yeah kind of solution. Because I remember watching shows, and then like all of a sudden you'd be like, oh, that isn't Doug's voice, or that isn't like I never notice it. Really, I'm just maybe. I mean, look at look at the situation with like having a different actor playing James Bond every. You know, few, yeah. few movies, everyone just gets over it in about two minutes. Don't yeah. yeah. I mean, slightly easier. I mean, Peppa Pig have changed Pepper about three times, I think. Really? And I don't think anyone really no. notices. But um, um, Venture Time don't. They've, they just wrote in the fact that the kids get older. Yeah, yeah. So throughout the series, they, they should use the same. So they'll be using him, I, I imagine. You know, if they're going to stick to this, he's going yeah. to be an adult and they're going to still use him, <laughs> which is like, you know, it's another yeah. good good way of dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But then I guess also the audience grows with the show as well, maybe. Mm. Like, um, pro- I, I, I suspect a lot of the audience were already adults. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah. neither of my kids yeah. watch. Oh, they don't really? want to. They don't want to. They just don't get it. Weird. It's too weird. But all the, all the adults do. 11 and 6. What do they think of Hey Dougie? Six-year-old likes it. Yeah. <laughs> the 11-year-old's just polite. Oh, right. Yeah. You've got to make something for him. Oh, well, yeah, maybe, maybe. I mean, maybe this is it for me. It's exhausting. <laughs> really? So I got, you know, Ben and Mick from Gumball, and they yeah. warned me, because I went to see them for a bit of advice, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like, you've got any tips? And um, they said, just, just, it's just, no. <laughs> it's just really, really tiring. Oh, right. And it's, you know, because I worked with Mick for years, and Ben yeah. for a little while at AK again. And um, Ben said it's just commercials. Is it's so easy in comparison? Really? Wow. Yeah. And I said, I said, yeah, I said the same thing. How can that be? Well, it just is, and it's true. It's true. I've, you know, like I said, doing Hey Dougie's been the most enjoyable thing I've ever worked on, but it's also been the most exhausting. Mm. I've been absolutely spent. Mm. Do you have to work long hours on it? Um, we're doing the second series now, and we're trying to kind of. We learned a lot. We made our big mistake was that we scheduled for fifty-two episodes. We said we we're going to deliver fifty-two, ep- uh, 52 episodes, mm. and um, we didn't put a break in the middle of it. Oh, right. And I think in hindsight, if we put a break, we'd have gone right. We've learnt this, and um, we can just spend about a month or two months resetting, yeah. and then we'll go again. But we right. were always playing catch up, right. so we can never kind of recalibrate, right. and so we can never all the stuff that all the experience we, we were kind of getting from doing the show we could never process it yeah yeah you know apply it and only now that we took a, like a month break in the summer then we've started to rearrange you things one month and gone straight into the second season i know i know <laughs> but that's the, that, that's the demands wow. for you you know yeah. and they all they want it well, quicker all the time but that's great though yeah they, they, it's uh been that popular yeah yeah it's yeah <laughs> it's really good but yeah, yeah i'll get a bit baggy under the eyes so what uh, into you know when you say it's like harder than commercials like in what respect? Just the relentlessness of it. I mean, with commercials, this is downtime. No matter how busy you are, you're waiting for a response from a client, mm. um, or you're waiting to hear about a pitch. I mean, it's. I mean, maybe you guys are just like busy. Do you, do you think it's the same for directors and for the staff, or is it just particularly for for the showrunner or whatever that is oh, particularly I've, relentless? 
yeah, maybe it's the, the latter. Because I've just got that experience of directing commercials mm. and then designing commercials as well. But you are, a lot of the time, not a lot of the time, but you can be waiting around for feedback yeah. or, you know, for like some kind of demographic testing or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so there are, natu- there's naturally a bit of an ebb and flow. Right, okay. But with a series, it's just con- consistent. And every aspect, so it's about being control freak and trying to keep quality yeah. up. If you want to keep the quality up, yeah. basically, I'm just not a hands off kind of director at all. Right, okay. I like to have control over every single aspect of it so from scripting to design to keying and then to animation you know that's i'm involved in all that oh really so you don't yeah. have like an overall animation director you're yeah i got sandra as well and he's really exhausted right okay yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah so there's definitely people who are who are working i mean everyone's working all the time but there's just an intensity to it yeah i'm um, doing certain jobs that i find really wow so know, like what would like a day-to-day what, what would the day be on the series? Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> I'm interested, like, personally. Well, it's just, we, that's another thing we learned, is that we just couldn't deal with it the way we deal with commercials, is that every half an hour slot has to be scheduled. So right. we're reviewing things, yeah. and they're broken down into half an hour slots. How many right. people are working for you? It's not that many. It's not that many. It's about 20. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So we've got about six to eight script writers and a mm-hmm. script editor... And then we've got Sue, who's executive producer, and Janine Murphy, who's the producer, then a coordinator, an editor. We've got Sander, who's um, animation director. Mm. Then we've got nine, ten animators, two designers. I don't know. I've lost count. Right. It's mm. around 20 anyway. Okay, yeah. And we're just on one floor of the building. We right. managed to make it in the building still oh, as right, well. In, uh, yeah, road. yeah. Because we do it in Flash as well. We don't need a, like a massive server. Yeah. We're not taking up that much room. Yeah. You know, so um, it's fairly neat. Mm. Um, but yeah, it's just it's just it's just all the time. It's over two years as well. So you come in in the morning and uh, you know exactly what every half an hour of your day yeah. is going to be yeah. until what time? Till um, well, for most people it's six, but then I'll go over that as well. But I have to get home. You know, I've got kids and stuff like yeah. that. So go home, put the kids to bed, and then start working again. Right. And last series, it was working on... I had the Cintiq set up in a spare room and just felt like that. this is my whole life. Mm. Oh, so and you'd have to, like, put the kids to bed and then go over stuff and make notes and things immediately. I don't have to put the kids to bed, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. I can only get away with it so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two yeah. years would be too long mm. to yeah. uh, opt out yeah. Yeah, of that yeah, yeah. particular job. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, you've got to do your bit. But I mean, like and entertaining the rest of the UK's children and not your own. It's not enough. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I want all of them. Well, no, I think I the family definitely does oh, no, kind of, of um, yeah, not suffer at all. Yeah. But um, didn't really see me much in the evenings, yeah. weekends. Yeah. But then you're still doing bits and pieces, and there's the scripts to do as well. Okay, and do you um, write the scripts as well? Well, I did the first season, but we've got some really good script writers. Right. Okay. Um, How do you find script writers? Well. Sam Morrison, who's animation director, he's a bit of Nexus, and he wrote a lot of stuff for Sean the Sheep and right. Pepper, and he recommended a few people, and he does okay. scripts himself. Mm. And these were people who used to do animation? Yeah, well, actually, the uh, Phil Warner, who's an animator, worked with him for years, he's doing a lot of storyboards, mm. and he does a lot of cartoons for Private Eye and stuff like that. Right. Um, he started writing scripts as well, oh, and okay. they've been great. Yeah. Oh, so I think coming from that animation background is really... And knowing the show as well, that yeah, really helps. Yeah. So, yeah, we're getting a really, really good team. Mm. Um, we've always had a good team. It's just mm. you know, everyone's knowing the job a bit better. 
And are you now starting to sort of like relax into not being in control of all those things? No. Really? No, I'm terrible. I'm terrible. So will you go over every script and... Yeah, and yeah, stuff? yeah. I suppose you kind of have to. You have right? to. You can't avoid yeah, it. And that's what... Yeah, yeah. I suddenly realised that. I thought we, we can... You know, people can do their own jobs and it's kind of fine. And after a while... And I'm a massive fan of reuse. You know, there's no harm yeah, in you. Yeah, yeah. As long as no, the reuse is good yeah. and the more reuse we have, the more we can concentrate on the new stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but again, like I said before, we, we were just struggling to just keep... keep doing the jobs and we didn't massive aspect is housekeeping that comes into it yeah you know filing and um creating a library of this stuff and being able to find the stuff that you've had before and that takes a long time to set up so we're setting that up now right and that's working really well and that means we don't have to concentrate on the king as much but you still need to put a lot in it and the big big thing is um just reviewing stuff yeah you know you you review stuff as a storyboard and you'll do that four or five times and then you'll go over it again with sound, another kind of three or four times. Mm. Then you'll start doing the keying, no, the design, and you'll review that over like a three mm. or four week period. And then you'll look at kind of the voices that come in for the kids. You'll go over that. That will take about three hours, but you times that by 52. Yeah. And suddenly your day's just gone. And that's why you're doing other stuff in the evenings just to kind of yeah. keep on top of it. Wow. So it's just logistics on a show like that. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. everyone who works on a show must go through that. It's worth crazy. of stuff it's like multiple feature films you're making yeah it? yeah yeah and uh, like of course that takes like a huge like organizational structure to mm. um put it all together and make sure it's like as efficient as possible like i yeah. can't imagine like i can't imagine like how much more quickly things would go if you were able to have those kind of things on adverts but i suppose mm. adverts like you set up for the advert and the setup is really quick. Yeah. And then suddenly you have to be like running like within a week and then like, you know, it's all, you know, you, you make a minute mm. or two and then it's, and then it's all over. This is a... Uh, well, yeah, it's true. It's, I mean, like, like everything else, like I was talking about before, um, doing the animation, you refine that over like a year and a half period. Yeah. And with a commercial, you only get kind of like two months. And yeah. same with the pipeline. I remember we were trying to organise pipelines for individual jobs. Yeah. Um... Um, but doing the pipeline for Hey Dougie, we've been developing that over two years. We've got, like, Sander, who I mentioned before is the animation director, he developed the pipeline with some other guys at Studio mm. K, mm. and that's just amazing. Yeah. And it just brings you so much joy yeah, when yeah, you've got yeah. a good pipeline and it yeah. works, you know. Yeah, I've yeah. never been that into pipelines, yeah. but they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. And Janine, who's the producer, is just so organised, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, and developing little boxes of time. I and mean, you have to be kind of, you can't go mm-hmm. over that. Yeah. So everything's a bit pressured, you know, we're going five minutes over. Oh my yeah. God, that, I mean, we, we, you know, multiply that by seven, we'll be over yeah. by an hour and then you've got to, yeah. ma- you know, you've got to make up that hour another time. Yeah, yeah. And then you multiply that hour by, yeah. so if you can save minutes, yeah. it sounds really... No, no, I, I, mean, I mean, it's definitely something I'm growing more and more interested in. Mm. Just seeing how people like manage it. I mean, it's... Mm. it's uh, yeah. well, what kind of software do you use to get really, really boring about... Um, well, we just use Flash. That was no, the but, but I mean, like to manage time. Oh, that, kind of stuff. that. Oh, technical stuff. Pipeline. The pipeline we developed. They got the template of a kind of fairly standard pipe. I think. But you're, you're actually you're asking the wrong person. Mm. Um, and they've just adapted it. So it's quite some quite quite yeah. clever people. It's very clever people. Okay, mm. who do that kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah. Right. Um, and they've customized it for us. Okay. Okay. Um, but I don't know what it's it's called. But really, it's just. So it's, do you have like a, a, a 
ding that goes off on your phone when you have to go into the next thing. Or no, we have like we have a producer have a who person. just comes down and like <laughs> taps a watch yeah. in a really nice way. Yeah, yeah, and that's it. You just kind of you have to get a bit um, forward, I suppose, in yeah. you know saying that we've got to kind of crack on with this. Yeah, and that was the that was the other thing. Is, you know, there's no, it's not as much chit chat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, which yeah. is a kind of shame, really. Yeah, so I like that. I imagine the other thing about like doing something like that is that, like you said, you like animating more than you do design or anything like that. Yeah. When was the last time you got to animate? D- um, to the, when we were finishing off the show. Oh, really? Yeah. Was what, what, yeah. What we realised as well is that you can you can plan. We put a lot of work in getting all the timings exactly right on the storyboard. Mm. But when you introduce music and a, just a couple of sound effects, it just mm. goes out, or suddenly realise you don't have an, exactly the right time for the characters to run out of shot. Yeah. And so you're just shifting things around all the time. Same with the animation, you know, like um, it doesn't quite cut as well right. as you thought it would. Yeah. No matter how much work you put in, it just things get thrown up. So yeah. we do this snagging period. We called it the snagging period, where after it was all animated and put together, mm. we would go through it again um, and just kind of snag it, which means just tidy up bits right. that weren't quite cutting properly or yeah. eye positions weren't yeah. um, quite working. And so the animators were carrying working on the other stuff and sometimes just Sandra and I were really? just doing all the snagging. So we'd animate a lot there as oh, well. And then we'd drag through people as well um, to do it. So it, was, it sounds chaotic, but... No, but I mean... It's it needs must. That, I mean, I imagine... Like, I'm someone who like, enjoys animating and if I was in your position, I'd feel slightly... Dis- I mean, as exciting as that is... And it might be something I'll do one day, but I'd be scared that I wouldn't get the opportunity to do a bit of animation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. It was just, oh, it's fun, isn't it? Yeah. I didn't want the show to be ropey in any way. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I c- couldn't, so we really worked hard at the animation and got yeah. some really good animators as well. It's so nicely... De- I mean, the animation is so nicely designed. It really... Um, oh, it's just so fun to watch. And it's like... It just works perfectly with their designs, and uh, you know you can tell like it's designed to kind of be. You can maintain this and keep on budget and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah, um, uh, yeah. Super nice. Even just like in like when like a character will like spin around or roll around, like the design in the blurs and stuff is super nice. Yeah, that's fun. That's fun. That's the stuff that we want to we want to get enough reuse in so we didn't have to animate absolutely everything. We could mm. reuse bits of animation and then concentrate on those kind of parts. Yeah. And using Flash, because there was temptation, people were trying to insist that we use kind of industry standard, like they call it, software like Cell Action, oh, right, which yeah. is really good, I think, but it's just not my style. And I wasn't yeah. used to it. And I like breaking things apart. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought, well, there's no point. Yeah, I'm yeah, not going to, yeah. you know... I was, utterly selfish about it yeah you know other people might know how to use it but i don't so yeah we're just not mm. and i'm pr- i was pretty sure that flash could do it have yeah. you used flash much no yeah yeah i've always really liked it mm. so you learned after effects with park football yeah and yeah you, and then you learned flash after that or before? Um, probably about probably around the same time that kind of whole uh, period where it was desktop filmmaking was coming into and i think that's amazing about shinola because Kenny came into the studio and showing work that we're doing, going, where have you done this? We've done it at home. Yeah. Like, Fuck off, no yeah. way. How's that? Just didn't know how it's possible. Yeah. You know, because we were, I think computers were there, yeah. but, you know, a few years ago, we were still filming under camera, you yeah. know, and doing all that kind of stuff, which is brilliant, and yeah. I'd love to have that back, but just kind of not economically viable anymore. But um, doing 
doing something in your own house on a computer that you could buy, you know, and that was affordable, that was a bit of an eye-opener. You have done some, I mean, so, sorry, not you necessarily, but AKA have done things like varmints. Yeah, Which yeah. are very kind of like, not hyper-realistic, but they're like super high production value and all that yeah, kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But then if you look at the designs, I hope Mark doesn't mind me saying it, but they're based on very simple, sure. simple, illustrative mm. um, um, character designs, you know, like Pikas, you know, mm. Pikas that... Um, are pretty much boxes again, you know, yeah. but they're the rendered it so lushly and beautifully. Mm. And I think that started kind of when I joined, which is years ago. When was that? Oh, um, like 95. Really? Yeah, I've been there nearly 20 years. Oh my God, yeah. I really didn't know that. Are you like yeah. a partner of the company? Or are you no, just like a no, I'm just kind of like there with moss <laughs> growing around me. <laughs> right. Oh, you yeah. must have been young though, right? Well, I ju- I'm just out of college. Okay, I was wow. really lucky. And it wasn't even called AKA at that point. Was it was it called Pizzazz Pictures. Yes. <laughs> it was really 80s. Yeah. But it was really, yeah, like, it was Pizazz. one of the companies that you wanted to Is kind of get Eric into. Is Goldberg was there? Yeah, well, he just left. Oh, right, okay. They were, everyone was going off to Disney yeah. or to DreamWorks or um, come up with the, the Space Jam was being done. Yeah, so lots yeah. of people were being sucked up by that. Yeah. But, you know, people were coming. Mark Baker w- had, was there. Right. Uli Mai had been working there. Yeah. I was a runner there. I got a job as a runner. Right, okay. And I had to go through all the old animation uh, boxes downstairs in the basement. I was oh, finding these shit. kind of scenes by Uli Meyer oh, and Eric Goldberg and flicking through had them. You, and had you been to university at this point? You been to RCA? No, I didn't go to RCA. Oh, right. I went to Farnham because yeah. that was the only course in the country that did animation at that time right. and graduated and was completely underskilled right. <laughs> for any kind of job in animation. It, it seems like everybody else at AKA has been to the RCA. It's, no, it's true, yeah. Right. It's a f- fairly good kind of gateway, right, yeah. you know, um, RCA to yeah, Studio AKA. Mm. But I think that's, that, that's like that a lot of places, you know. Yeah. Um, and I th- It's like yeah. MI5 with uh, Oxford and Cambridge. It is a bit. Even when I started being a runner there, there was people like Stephen Harding Hill and Anthony Burrell who'd come from the RCA. Mm. I think it was just you get interesting, stylistically very yeah. interesting kind of directors there. Yeah. Um, but they also, I think what was really good about the company at the time was that you were getting that and people like Phil Hunt were coming and he'd been to the RCA as well, but really old school animators. Yeah. And definitely was a bit of tension at times, mm. but it was creating quite interesting work. Yeah, I, I mean... Some of that old Eric Goldberg stuff is like, mate, do you remember that Rolos advert he did? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So sick. Yeah. Where like someone, I think someone, is it someone draws a plane or something like that? Yeah. And there's a guy and he's sort of, um, it's like a black and white, he sort of ends up flying. I think there was a few. um, So good. Yeah. I didn't explain it at all just in there. uh, (laughs) No, it's lovely. I'll find it and put it in the show notes. Yeah, (laughs) if you can get it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah. So they're doing a lot of that kind of work. And um, is it... Oh, I'm going to get his name wrong. Steve Small? Is that he's right? still... Yeah, he's yeah, I mean, there. He's like a really amazing animator, right? Amazing. Yeah. Well, you know that episode that you mentioned of the storybook badge? Yeah, oh, he did the book, the, the He lines, did the illustrations. Right? Yeah. And that's that's a great thing about doing the um, the series in the studio because we, got, we could occasionally, that downtime mm. that directors and designers get, um, Steve was having a bit of downtime, so we right. used him. And Dave Prosser, we pull down. Right. Pull down isn't... They're on the top floor and we're on yeah. the kind of... The first floor. Yeah. So if they weren't working, sometimes I could kind of get them. Yeah. And Eamon, Eamon O'Neill. Oh, yeah, yeah. Got him for a little while as well. Often yeah. on, he'd work on the show. Was so I mean, that one, that's... I'm lucky. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, yeah, I mean, that, those, those storybooks... Yeah. It's a dream team. 
Those storybook illustrations are so, so nice. Oh, I know, I know. Really nice. Yeah, they're beautiful. But that's what he, that's what he does. And he started off at Purdom's, which... I don't know Sorry, if you, who's this? This is Steve Small. Oh, yeah. Steve Small, right. And um, he was at Purdom's for years with okay. Michael Dr. Weir and some other great 2D animators. Mm. Um, and then he came to AK about... I, I don't know how long ago. I wouldn't like to say. Yeah. You know? I don't like to age him. <laughs> like I've aged myself. No, I think it's... Um, I think it's something to be proud of, like being in a company that's and help yeah, grow in its shape. Staying relevant and, as well. Yeah, that. yeah. Well, that's what I'm. That's why I love animation so much. Mm. I think this was when I joined there. People so people were passing around the Eric Goldberg notes, which is like this photocopied mm. Bible yeah. of all his own kind of animation notes. That's, that's, yeah. the, that's the thing I miss about like about the days oh, before yeah. the internet was the photocopied yeah yeah seventeenth generation like, <laughs> yeah. notes from some yeah. the eight rules or the twelve commandments. I used to have a Brad Bird one. Um, the, thing, the thing that was um, everyone insisted you had was Disney's Illusion of Life book. Which I don't yeah. know if people still get. Yeah, I, I sort of got it, and that was like the yeah. When you go on an animation course, you get the kind of course books, and there's like yeah, there's the one that the teacher wrote <laughs> that you have to get, and then there's like Illusion of Life inevitably and Animated Survival Kit. It's quite but, a lot of words, Illusion of Life, isn't it? That's yeah. what I found. I, I mean, compared to like the Richard Williams one, which yeah. is a lot of pictures and quite practical. Yeah, like Illusion of Life was all of that kind of like. An ideology or something. Almost. Yeah, it's got yeah, some good. It's like, got how some... do you in between? Yeah. <laughs> how do you draw? That's got some really, really yeah. good kind of what, illusion lessons life? in there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, I it's brilliant. Mm. And oh. I don't know because I never see it on bookshelves anymore. I don't know if it's kind of circulated. No, I think you can still get it. Like I, mm. I don't know. I, I see it in like. Got, I always see it in all sorts of less bookshelves these days. And that's what's yeah. really exciting about seeing your stuff. Mostly your you guys' stuff a few years ago, and it's it was brilliantly rendered you know rendered but um executed 2d and i hadn't seen a lot of 2d from a from a british company yeah and finding out that you're so young as well i was really excited by that oh, it's like it's still still coming through and people because i was worried that um um for a long time that those skills were being a little bit lost i think it's, there's always like a renaissance where yeah. like i was like in i see it in music where like everything becomes so computerized and you're like oh god no one's gonna be able to play the piano one day mm. or like or play the guitar and then you see a generation of musicians who are, uh i don't know um are kind of anti what is being done and yeah so yeah then they start going back to like the heritage and and that will go dip again and it will go up yeah again. and i think i think we are from a generation who got into it because of drawn or 2d yeah and then saw an industry that was going away from that and then has responded to that by making that kind of content in our personal work. But um, yeah. I think also that we're lucky that there's we're in a generation that you can there's Cintiqs now. Ah, oh, it's so good, so good. Because I thought that was kind of that ability to draw again, like you're using a light box on mm. paper, which is not lost in a sense, yeah. but just unpractical. And yeah, then yeah. when I tried a Cintiq, this just feels so good. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. yeah, it was really, it yeah. was really exciting doing that again because I'd been working on a Wacom and always hated it. Right. And actually a lot of the, my designs have come from my inability to use. So okay. I, uh, I did an MTV job called Static in My Belly, which is just, it's all with straight lines. With, okay. Almost like with a ruler, but I was just using the line tool because I couldn't draw. Really? <laughs> yeah, I couldn't draw freehand on a Wacom. 
So is is there any like uh, drawn key animation in Hey Dougie? Um, well, yeah. I mean, it's all like storyboarded out first. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. And that's all done on a Cintiq, and the animation is done kind of on Wacom still. Mm. But I work on a Cintiq, okay. so I kind of go between storyboarding and mm. lots of things. But I think I mean we we try to have hand drawn stuff. It's locked into certain kind of positions. The key, yeah. you know, the keys are quite kind of strong, and they're that's what they are, mm. and we can't deviate from that. But in between that, we can make it as fluid as we want. Yeah. So I, I still consider it traditional two D. Yeah. At times, I think what? it is. Yeah. Like, it's um whatever the modern take is, but mm. like we'll an animator, you know, rough a bit of animation first, and then I always encourage that, okay. especially with keying. But people don't like to do it. Really? Yeah, really reluctant. I just think it's, it just makes it everything quite rigid. Right. And I don't like things fe- feeling rigid mm. or cut out. Right. I think if you're used to doing that, there's there's a certain, like, yeah, as you say, like a kind of like fluidity and kind of natural um, instincts that kind of takes over that mm. makes the movement a little bit more lively. If, yeah. If you can do that stuff. But it's a little bit longer to, like, rough it out and then yeah. trace it off with yeah. or whatever. And the thing is, I mean, really quite prescriptive you know once it's been keyed and stuff like that you know you just got to make it move really well and you can't um go off on your own and do your own thing you right, know you ha- okay. yeah, i think you have to be quite kind of locked down at a certain point yeah um which is a bit of a shame so i'd love it to kind of everyone to just go like here's a sh- here's a scene just go f- knock yourself out yeah, yeah you know but you just can't you can't do it really. is that something you'd more do on a commercial I think so. I think so. Because you can only structure it so far because you're kind of winging it as well on a commercial. Mm. I mean, you're, all, you're pretty organised, yeah. but um, you, I don't know how this character's going to turn out. It's the first time I've actually <laughs> yeah. animated this design. Yeah. So you're actually trusting a lot of people to, to run with it. Yeah. It's nice um, when you see that first test and you're like, oh, shit, it works. Oh, yeah. But isn't it the worst feeling what? when it doesn't work? <laughs> yeah, well... Yeah. Sam's like, that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Bang. First time. I've done enough commercials to know. To <laughs> um, I was going to ask you about this. There was a thing, you did this See No Evil talk uh, mm. recently that I went to see, uh, and I saw something that I'd never seen before, which was the Compaq. Is it for Compaq or is it for Alta Vista? It was Compaq, Alta Vista. It was a weird kind of combination of But it was like, you were companies. saying that it was like advertising the concept of search engines yeah yeah which was an amazing <laughs> an amazing idea I, I had a friend in the in um anna who's the editor mm. at work and she had someone standing next to her and i was going this was an advert advertising search engines because search engines weren't people didn't know what they were so this was to explain what a search engine was and basically it was a crow looking for a worm and the crow would do anything to get that worm and so that was basically the 30 second commercial and the person standing next to anna was going what was he talking about She's kind of like, why, why are you talking about what, people not knowing what search engines were? She just couldn't get her head around the fact that <laughs> it was pre-internet pre yeah. kind of times, you yeah, know? Yeah. But, um, yeah, and that was, that was a good job, that was. I like that job. It was a job. really good job. And I can see, like, you know, you, you know, talk about all this kind of, like, uh, finding a simple way of rendering things that can be done quite quickly and efficiently. That was a pers- perfect example of how you can do that, not in the kind of, like, graphic factory digital style but more in a kind of like hand-drawn yeah. way uh and it was like the absolute minimum amount of lines that you could use yeah. to tell the story yeah well that was a real uh, learning curve and also was. the minimum amount of frames that you could get and it was so dynamic it's almost like when you see really good 
Japanese animation, which is all action-y. Mm. Uh, and it goes, like, bangs from one key to another and stuff. And it was, yeah, it was really, really nice. It was also minimal colours as well, I guess. It was just black well, and white. That was the creative. That was John Webster. And that was my first job that I got to kind of direct and design. Oh, really? So, yeah. Yeah, and I co-directed it with um, Dominic Griffiths and um, Mario Cavelli, who was... Uh, one of the MDs. It. Yeah, he's yeah. nice. He works at Nexus a lot. And yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's lovely. He moved into like 3D stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's one of those ones. And that was when 3D came along, there, was, there weren't really any 3D animators around. So it was, we eventually got to train up. No, I didn't personally, but 2D animators went, well, I'll dab. And Don was one of them who said, mm. I'll start getting into this kind yeah. of 3D animation malarkey. Yeah, yeah. And that was those good transferable skills, obviously. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I look back at that advert and I go, oh, I do things so differently, but people seem to really like it still. It's and like, amazing. Yeah, and I wonder if... I can't believe I'd never seen it before. And yeah. I feel like it's been really influential as well. I see a lot of people doing stuff like that now. Uh, too. Yeah, I just think What just... were you looking at at the time when you made that? I can't remember. I can't remember, <laughs> but I know how it came about and it wouldn't happen now. And I've said that at the talk, was that um, um, pitched a couple of little sketches in my mm. sketchbook and just kind of photocopied it out, we mounted it, along with some other people's work, and John Webster went, I like that one. And uh, I'd done a little test, like a walking test as well, mm. in pen and ink, um, and then he took it to the clients, and they went, yeah, it's great, let's make it, and had like something like four or five months to make it, which is also wow. one of the longest schedules <laughs> I've had, but there's no way that now, if you present it to a client, um, a couple of sketches from a sketch pad, they go... We're happy. Let's hire a Just go ahead. Five months. Yeah, yeah exactly. It what, just wouldn't happen now. What's, what's happened? Budget's changed? Or I, think, I just think just a lot of kind of... Everyone's a bit nervous, aren't they? About wasting what? money. Right. I mean, you, 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 you probably pick up on it, don't you? You're on commercials. So there's just a lot more money kicking around then? No, I don't know. I think it's just there was a bit more confidence in the creatives. And there wasn't really that much testing. Or the reliance on testing mm. wasn't as great. Because if something doesn't test well, they're not going to do it. And they'll ask whoever they tested, what would you have? Mm. So it's like a lot of design and direction by committee. I mean, all like my knowledge of it is just people going, oh, I never used to be like this 20 years ago. I never used to be like this 15 years ago or 10 years ago or even last year. But you've you know been working at AKA for 20 years, so you would have seen the demise or the rise of certain things. Yeah, I don't know if it's demise... Um, I think it's just harder to get commercials up and running. I think you pitch for a lot longer now. And sometimes you pretty much make the commercial yeah. even before it's been signed off. Mm. Um, so I think that, that that's a sign that people are just a little bit nervous about investing mm. in an idea, actually, mm. in, in, in people having a good idea. They want to test that idea. And sometimes you just can't do it, Yeah, you know. Um, and I don't know about quality. I think the quality is... There's some amazing adverts made there and yeah. ideas, amazing ideas as well. And they're still really great ideas now. I just... Mm. And also, I just don't watch commercials that much these days. Mm. So Did you back then? Just watch a bit TV? more TV. I think yeah, a, lot, yeah, lot, yeah. a lot more people watched TV then, didn't they? Yeah. And people don't. And people skip mm. commercials. So commercials got to be a bit more of an event now, like that John Lewis one. Yeah, you've got to yeah. want to see it now, right? Yeah, or be persuaded to see it somehow. It's got a feature in a newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and like, you know. When was the last time you directed? Do you get to direct commercials in between your... No, there's that pie in the sky thing, like, oh, well, I'll still be able to pitch on stuff while doing the series, and that was just so naive. Really? Yeah, it's, ne it's never going to happen. So you reckon as long as you're making Hey Dougie, there's no shot of... 
directing commercials? No, no, it's not time really. Is that a good or a bad thing for you? Well, I do miss it. I really miss that pitching. Really? You know, just coming up with new ideas all the time. Mm. But also, I don't miss the frustration. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like I said in that talk, you know, the, the, the hit rate seems to get, you know, you, you, could, you could pitch on maybe four or five and you get one. Right. Now you might even pitch on ten and you won't get anything, you know. Oh, it's, okay, right. it's, I think, if everyone's honest, it's really demoralising yeah. after a while. Yeah, no, it's, it's true. Um, yeah, kind of, it's, it's, a, it's a shame, really, because, like, I like advertising, mm. but then, you know, on the... advertising inherently makes you not like advertising it's like oh yeah and I've got to be so careful talking that because it does make you a little bit more cynical which is a shame yeah 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 so I don't know I mean the idea of doing a series sounds cool but then uh, yeah I don't know if I'd miss that or maybe I wouldn't or maybe because you're doing one thing you long for the other well the other thing is I think if if I had to make the series 10 years ago I just wouldn't I wouldn't have coped really barely cope this time but I think you know you, you encounter a lot of problems while you're doing commercials and mm. wh- whatever else you're like if it's kind yeah. of you know a short film or whatever you you learn how to deal with certain situations you kind of learn how to preempt mm. problems earlier on um, and if I did it 10 years ago I'd have really cocked it up yeah right. I'd, I'd either have been well, like I mentioned before, I was still over-ambitious at the start of the project. Right, and we, yeah. still got th- we still got lots of things wrong. Yeah. But we all also did a lot of things that were right, you know. And yeah, if we yeah. hadn't done them mm. and hadn't had that experience, then we, we'd have made a lot more compromises. Mm. And then equally, I kind of don't want to forget that gung-ho kind of spirit. Right, right, right. You know, it's like the compact <clears> thing, if I had to mm. make that compact thing again. Because I look at it and go, oh. I change that, and I change. You yeah. do it with all your jobs. You do. You go, I yeah, change yeah. that, and that would be. I'll do that slightly differently. But I reckon if I did it, it wouldn't be as good. Right. Yeah, it would yeah. be too slick, or yeah, you yeah. know, there's something about the roughness and sometimes yeah. the bits that you did get wrong that kind of look a bit funky yeah, yeah. in a kind of quirky way. Mm. Um, that that kind of are quite endearing. Yeah. And sometimes I worry that I lose that. You know, that some things get a bit too smooth and right, a bit and too slick, to be too rigid. In yeah, the yeah. Or something. You're always questioning yourself, though, aren't you? Cool. But that, I mean, that's probably why you're so good, man, is that, like, you think about those things, whereas other people, like, I think I am definitely feel like sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's fine, I'll do that, like, whatever. <laughs> I don't think I could question myself enough, but um, it's uh, it's definitely why, like, there's always, like, oh, that's cool, who did it, chronology, do you know what I mean? Like, your shorts, man, like, it's so good. <laughs> like, um, oh, that's the one thing, like, doing the series, do you miss not getting to like do shorts yeah so much so much I thought that this this might be a way of getting to do if I do enough work Mm. and uh, I can maybe have a year off that's the dream you know and just do smaller projects again Mm. really like small projects yeah God, I haven't got much desire to do like a feature or anything like that no just want to do small projects again yeah. Keep it really studio kind of varied. Do more short films than most studios, I think. Yeah. Like, studios don't really, though, do they? Like, yeah. but, It's I mean, not... Like, well, Studio AK, you guys have done, like, uh, Lost and Found, is that the name? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Farmints and, and Jojo. Jojo and Stars. Yeah, yeah. Like, like AKA have put a lot of stuff up on Google Play, Amazon, and iTunes and stuff. Yeah. Does that actually make them any money? No, I don't know. I no idea if it makes them right. any money at all. I mean, I, th- I don't think they went into it no, to making these short films, sure. thinking we're going to 
you know, rake in the profits. I think it's always a bit of a, it's going to be a loss. But then they put it down to research and development, which it has. Sure. You know, and also the interest it generates in the company, mm-hmm. you know, getting people to come in for either longer format stuff or series work yeah. or, you know, just how people view the company, I think is, yeah. is, is what they've invested in. Yeah. And I think that has really benefited. But in terms of releasing on Google Play, I've no idea. I can't imagine it would. I bought a morning yeah. stroll on Vimeo. Did you? You're a sweet man. Yeah. yeah. Now you can t- have my $2. <laughs> but also, I'm, I'm a bit, you know, I'd like more people to kind of see it. Because it had its festival run. Yeah. Which kind of, I think festival runs last for about two years. Yeah. And then since then, really, it's not, you know. Yeah. I mean, well, it's it, not really, really viewed. Yeah. I don't know. I suppose. I mean, is there any intention to kind of put it online publicly? No idea. Right, No okay. idea. How do you feel about that as the kind of creator? Well, I don't know, because I'm always embarrassed about the stuff I do. Oh, really? Well, yeah, kind no. of. Dude, you know, that's like, one of fucking BAFTA. I know, I know, but I incredibly, like, no, I never like showing it. Really? But I, think, I think a lot of people might be like that. Right. You know, if you show your work in front of lots of people, you're a bit edgy. If I'm in the audience and it's being shown, yeah. like, it's like unbearable. No, it's horrible. I'd always heard that with actors when they're like, I remember Johnny Depp saying he doesn't watch his films. Yeah. Well, at the premieres, he definitely doesn't watch them. And it's like, how can, how? Like, yeah. I totally get it. Man. Yeah. Like, um, well, especially a feature. Yeah. If you're having to edit a feature and refine it and kind of make it as good as you can, you've watched yeah. it already a hundred times and the amount you've invested in it. Um, and if it does get, I mean, that's a good thing about doing something that's funny. Mm. You can judge how how it's going down quite oh, right, instantly. Yeah, yeah. But if yeah. you make something that's quite, you know, um, serious, you know, yeah. um, you've no idea how that's being received. Yeah, it must feel yeah. awful. Yeah, it's so true. <laughs> well, so we went to see a screening of um, uh, Anomalisa, the um, I don't know. Kaufman film. Oh, oh, the animated Kaufman film. The stop motion film. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and they God. came in for a Q&A um, afterwards. Finished? Yeah, it's finished. It's out. Oh, right. And it's great. It's I really great. I've seen the trailer for it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. But it's very... I mean, there's, there's funny parts, but in the end, it's 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 highly observed um, um, situations that is ever so slightly surreal. Um, but they came in, and they were obviously quite nervous about it, and they couldn't gauge how it had been received. Oh, really? At all, and I really felt for them. Oh, right. And it's that's Kaufman, that's you know. Was he there? Yeah, yeah, he was there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Um... Yeah, I'm kind of interested to see that film because it's. It seems like they've scanned actors' faces and done 3D prints or something, or. Mm. And it's it's weird the way they haven't edited out the. Well, that's a question I asked. Oh, did you ask them that? Yeah, I asked that. I just kind of blurted it out. So I was yeah. curious to know, and I didn't really it phrase in the it very of the well. Filming. No, no, it was, like, it was afterwards, and I go, "Oh, why did you? Yeah, you know, uh, was it a conscious decision? I yeah. said to, um, yeah. to not mat out yeah. those kind of lines for the masks." And uh, Charlie Coffin went, well, you know, no decision is unconscious. <laughs> oh, no. Now you're going to humiliate me <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and break down what I've said in detail yeah, yeah. in front of everyone. But yeah. then he started answering it, yeah, and yeah. Um, he was all right after that. What but was yeah, the reason? Well, basically, he answered it in a way that I just couldn't really understand. And I, basically, I think he fudged it. He, he fudged you. it. Yeah, it was the, 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 the you. Yeah, he <laughs> me, yeah. He just kind of got me in circles and went, I don't know what I've just heard yeah right okay. um but the, the question was like really should have been was it a, a artistic decision or was it a financial decision yeah, yeah. and i think it was a financial decision really. right yeah they built in a bit anyway i don't want to spoil it yeah yeah it's good check it out yeah I'm, I, yeah i'm interested in seeing it i yeah i kind of feel like with animation 
going to to the adult audience in the feature form is going to take like an alter kind of direction uh, a director to kind of yeah to to make that kind of leap and I'm kind of glad to see someone like him and yeah. Wes Anderson kind of doing it because they're the, they're the guys who are going to make adult animation popular and not yeah. necessarily like someone coming from like Pixar or whatever. I, mean, I could be wrong about that but no, I, I see that as the kind of the the vehicle for it. Yeah, yeah, and hopefully someone who's not kind of an established live action director can make something like that mm. and get a budget for that. Yeah. And I don't know if that's really happened yet, but then I think it was on Cartoon Bruce that there's about, it's over like 150 feature films made last year. That's a lot. Animated yeah. feature films. Animated feature films, oh, really? yeah. Yeah, wow. throughout the world. I mean, not, maybe not in this country, mm. but definitely everywhere else. More than ever before. Yeah, it? yeah, and it's feasible now as well. Mm. So it is interesting. Yeah. Good yeah, times. True. But then there's Netflix now. Yeah, it's true. There's no reason why you can't make a feature film on Netflix and just screen it. Yeah, yeah. Do animated films like that. Yeah, no, it's true. And uh, you're not interested in an animated feature? Well, no. Because you not, wasn't no. interested in a kids series once upon a time. No, I know. You never say never. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's headspace though, isn't it? Yeah. Full of other stuff at the moment. Yeah. Um, oh man, it's a shame that like, I mean, there's my, I like Hey Doggy, but I'd hate that that was getting in the way of your short film. Have you got short film ideas? Yeah, yeah. Oh man. I showed, I showed a little snippet of one I was working on, mm. like the first two minutes. Yeah. And I'd like to go back to it. Yeah, and I'd like to go back to it without judging it too harshly mm. you know I started it like seven or eight years ago okay. and I could easily go back and go well, that's just Scrap a it. nonsense you know and I'm really embarrassed about that idea but there was something about it at the time that I liked so try to kind of get that enthusiasm mm. and I think there's that almost like a blind enthusiasm for it as well because I think you can get constipated by fear <laughs> yeah. you know that, that kind of cloud of yeah. um, it, you know uh, insecurity can come over you and I think yeah. you've just got to brush it aside well that's what I like to think anyway but it's different when you're oh yeah as it was I saw a talk and it from a graphic designer yeah it was day of talks and it's it's nice it's nice that kind of talk mm. and this designer said um one of my rules is if it's not fun stop doing it mm. I was thinking oh that sounds great and then I thought we well, just can't do it in animation no and that you, you know if you if you do that in animation you'll just never get anything done never because it's pain <laughs> <laughs> animation's yeah. pain yeah you know repetition well they do get into the kerning of kind of you know the spacing between letterings and stuff like that and I can yeah. I can understand the frustration of not getting that right yeah so I can kind of understand going like well I've had enough of that I'll just start again yeah yeah but you do that with an animated film you know and that's six months of your time you're quitting on yeah what's the you? longest you spent on an animated project two years Two years for a morning stroll. Oh, right, yeah, yeah. But that was... I had help. Right. But that was in downtime, in between things. That's why it kind of took so long. Yeah, yeah. But no, always, they always take a long time, because mm. I never do them... I, I, apart from one, the, my very first film, which I got funded for, um, never had any funding for films. Mm. So you just do it when you can, really. Did AKA put any funding into it? They're sweet. They're sweet. They'll, you know, they'll go... If there's downtime, you know we're quite happy that you do your own thing. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So rather than like they'll hoist you onto another job, which they will occasionally anyway, yeah, you know, yeah. and you always offer your services, but um, they'll go, you've got a few days, you know, it's fine to just plod on. Oh, so they, they wouldn't put an X amount of num- like capital in, up to kind of get people in to do it? and uh, they Well, not, the stuff that I've done, they haven't got people outside to do it, but they might have taken people off a commercial and put that on so it would have cost them money something but we 
set up the system and the production was set up that when people were available, when they're in between mm. jobs, then they come on. Right, okay. Um, so they're paying for it in a kind of indirect They're, they're kind of paying for it because they're paying the, you know, the people yeah. who are working on it a wage, but they might not have been working anyway, or they might have been doing kind of some other kind of research development. I right. snagged them. Yeah, okay, right, right. But they... I, I don't think I don't know if they do it again. I was doing it over a two-year period, especially in CG. All the software kind yeah. of gets developed, and when we opened it next, like a certain shot, we wouldn't open for eight months. You'd right. open it again, everything would be a bit gawky. Oh right, you need yeah, <laughs> everything's just kind of fractured, and yeah. you'd have to kind of update it all. Yeah, so it was a bit painful. Right. Okay. Yeah, better to have a budget. Yeah. Yeah. It's tricky business. Yeah, man. How do you make money out of short films? Well, you don't. I mean, really, I don't want to be a like. It's not, I think Party pooper, make, but I don't think there is a lot of money in short film. Uh, I think the way you make money out of short films is make them really cheaply and quickly. Well, I suppose the other model is that you do something and then you get commissioned off the back of it, like part football, right? You did the Love Sport series. Yeah, but I mean, it was you know good, good, reasonable money for mm. doing kind of short films, but yeah. um, couldn't live off it for no. long. Right. Okay. Anyway, yeah, yeah, you can't keep doing that. Is it, when was the last one? What was the last one that you did? Is it been a while since that's? Is that just a gone campaign? Yeah. Oh, it was never really a campaign either. It was just. Right. A, it, I mean, we only really did it for about six months. Yeah. Um, just a bit of fun, really. It was so good. It was so good. I was so stoked. Is that the Olympics ones? There was. Yeah. Oh, there we was... did those. We did those. Yeah, I was never really that happy with them. But, really? Um, I thought they were so funny. Oh, that's I sweet love of you. the paintball one, man. Yeah, that was oh, one of the original God. ones. So good. I was yeah. so stoked when. But that was a revelation. Yeah, you do something in your bedroom like I did part football yeah. and then suddenly it gets toured by 1.0 like I said before it's pre-YouTube day so that was the only way people could see it yeah, was yeah. if it got toured and that it toured kind of all around the world because 1.0 went down around the so world so massive back then wasn't it yeah one does it brilliant and they're really lovely people as well yeah, and they're yeah. really enthusiastic and they've got loads of people they still do it they still do kind of educational and a bit of production kind of. but I don't know if they do the festival anymore no, which is a shame yeah I haven't heard of it in a because I think they're really important, mm. you know, just getting 100%. a new generation. Yeah, man, I used to collect those DVDs. Yeah, brilliant. I love them. It's the only that thing that out there. kind of aggregator, I think, oh. that they used to be with us. Well, I'd love those DVDs, those compilations, they did the, the, the Michel Gondry kind of DVDs, oh, yeah, yeah. collections, and, you know, the yeah. um, Cunningham collections and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Was and, that uh, That wasn't then, but that was a different... But that's when DVDs, it came out, a collection, a body of someone's work came out, and it's the only way you could view it. And you are really excited, and you treasured that possession. Yeah, yeah, And now it's over YouTube, which is great, and it's accessible, but it's not... It definitely held more... I remember having the Gondry one and being like, oh, this is good. Yeah. Like, even like the... the, I've been waiting for this. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember buying it in Magma, and... uh, and even just like the um, the DVD like title thing is like his kids' heads in a drum set and he's mm. like drumming over the top of it like yeah just watch that on loop oh great well, I think that's what short film could do with yeah, animation yeah. could do with now something that's being kind of um, collated mm. and presented I mean festivals are still really popular yeah but um, in that sense there's like a release of something that comes out yeah. it's quite ephemeral almost you know yeah, it gets yeah. released into onto youtube or vimeo and then it's kind of gone it needs like a curation or something like that feels like, it doesn't it i wonder if people to would you go guys to it, but... it's up to the line yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but i don't i honestly don't know if it would i honestly don't know if people would be into it it was like 1.0 was before the youtube and 
the Vimeo, and it's like such an old man for saying the YouTube, the, and the, the YouTube, to YouTube, to <laughs> Vimeo. Um, yeah, it was before it was before those things, right? So it it felt precious, but not out of design. It was just because it was precious because it was literally like if you'd seen Sinecat One Dot Zero, you're like, oh, this is wicked. You'd have to have the DVD to kind of see it again, and. Well, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I still got those DVDs. Like that when Bjork released all her videos on DVD. Yeah, I've still got that, and I think it makes a difference watching that than watching everything separately. Yeah, yeah. You know, on YouTube. Yeah, I mean YouTube's great, and you can access pretty much anything. That's brilliant, but I think it's just highlighting things. It's really, it's not good for that. You know, to no. give certain things prominence and and like, like a value. I, a cultural value. I find. I think it makes me even more of an old man that, like, in <laughs> order to me- create value for these short films and stuff, that if it's like I genuinely really want to watch, I'll add it to like a sh- my watch list on Vimeo or put it in my history of YouTube, and then I'll watch it on my TV because oh. I know I'll sit down and watch it. I won't flick to another browser or That's something. Just like a different that. way of viewing things. Yeah. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. It's probably like something that people are just going to be like, yeah, duh. Like, it's like, I only really just worked that out. This, like, <laughs> you moron. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Isn't it going to that um, see no evil thing? Yeah. Surprised the, the people who were there, and it's very young, mm. kind of crowd, um, there's a lot of enthusiasm for kind of animation. Yeah. Which I don't kind of register being cocooned in one company. It's, it's lovely. It's a, beautiful, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. really huge. I mean, it's really is so popular yeah. more than ever now, right? Just the everything is to do with how people connect and interconnect yeah. and Yeah, I kinda I, I kinda feel like it's a pretty good time right now for animation. It's just everybody's trying to figure out how to make money out of it. I think so well people have got to live, haven't they? So That's yeah. It. Yeah. Well may, maybe it's because we're just going down the craft route, you know, like old traditional like yeah. crofters or um milliners, you know, it's uh it's quite specialised art. It's dying. We're like cobblers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, since you've had kids, has that changed the way you approach making a kid show? Yeah, definitely. It's got to, I think it's got to rub off. But we never tested the show on kids. Kind of never did any kind of tests to see whether kids liked it. Just thought, mm. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> like, we like it. Yeah. And that's enough. I think kids will like it as well. But, but I, think, I think just, you know just you know how to speak to kids when you've got kids or yeah. you're more used to speaking to kids and what they understand and what they don't understand so I think that helps I from watching it I didn't know you had kids but I mm. guessed that you had kids just from seeing oh really show. yeah I, I, I just thought he must have kids well I think it's just it just it's um just coincidence really that I like things quite cleanly laid out and I like things to when you move something, I want people to see how it moves. So I don't like a lot of peripheral detail. So he strips a lot of stuff back. Because I think that's how kids like to... Oh, but I mean, like, content-wise, you know, like, narrative-wise. Oh, like, well, definitely. maybe, maybe. But I think that's always been... I've never been overly complicated with how I work, you know. Yeah, yeah. so I think that's just, you I, know... Maybe, thinking about it now, that, that was supposed to be a compliment. That was not... Like, <laughs> you were no, like no. a little kid. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, but I think it's, it's, it's odd... Nothing really overlaps in the show yeah. too much, so um, don't like to rush things too much. Yeah, yeah. Just you know, just do what f- you f- feels right. Do you read uh, books to your kids? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, do you feel like they get into it in the same way that they get into cartoons? I don't know. I, no, I don't. I have no idea. I have no idea. Maybe. Maybe. No, I think it's, it's, it's far, far more interactive reading a story with your, your child. Mm. Right. You know, and you leave that. When they get older, you leave that last word so they can read it themselves or, yeah, yeah. you know, they can put intonation on it themselves, yeah. you know, and they'll point at things. And do you do voices? Yeah, sometimes. Do you do voices for the show as well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. Yeah, like Sander, the um, animation director, he, um, he does, he's Dougie. Oh, really? Yeah, we do all the rough, and that's the good thing. So we do all the story, we do all the, um, oh my gosh, sorry. We do the... Um, the animatic, and then we've got a microphone there, and we do all the voices. Oh, okay, right. And just to time things out, we, do, we actually act out all the sound effects as well, so we've got the timing for that. Right. So everything's kind of... And when we do a voice, sometimes you think it's... You can't find a replacement for it, so then you yeah. go and record it yourself. Right, so, right, yeah, right. we do a lot. It's quite cheesy. No, that's we cool. Do. That's it's fun. Good. It's yeah, fun, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, it's your show. Do whatever we want. Yeah. yeah. You're going to be in one episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, well, um, thanks so much for coming down, man. No, it's, it's been brilliant. It's I loved really it. nice to actually finally meet you, man, because like, I'm a, being a big fan of yours for such a long time. Well, back at you, Tim. Thanks, man. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and thanks for those tips, by the way. Oh. Yeah, well, you gave me those um, recommendations about animes oh, and right, stuff like yeah, that. For, um, and we haven't no. met. We've never met. No, that's right. Just yeah, over email. emails and that. Yeah, yeah oh, so it's right. really Did nice you end of you. Up getting some people in? Yeah. What was yeah. that for? Uh, for Hey Dougie. Uh, we, we was going to do Grant or I asked invited Grant for the first series and he was just so swamped with the show and then did you ask if I knew anyone or yeah then I exploited that opening <laughs> yeah. by asking yeah. recommendations for animators which yeah. you uh, which you, you gave me I can't remember but I didn't get a drink out of it was it ho- ho- well because we haven't seen each other no not you from the animators <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I want to go back to <laughs> that email and shake some people down <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it might have been Hosen, right? Because I think he ended up working. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. great. He's yeah, he's great. Yeah. Hosen, yeah. Brito, yeah. who else? There was Josep. Oh, Gis- Giuseppe. Yeah. That's how you pronounce Giuseppe. it. Yeah. yeah, a Spanish guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah no, he's brilliant. Yeah. He's really good, yeah. I don't know if I recommended him, but... Wait, but he, tur- he turned up. <laughs> and <laughs> he, he, he never left. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, wicked. It's good on him. It's good on him. It's a good steeze. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, man. Thanks so much, man. Yeah, no, it's cheers. Such a pleasure. It's such a pleasure. Yeah. Yeah, such a pleasure. A lot, right, Sam. Cheers. Nice team. Bye, everyone.